This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Flint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famer Mike Vendis joining us here Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? That's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weight. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandela, our guest here. Jason Walker, deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show, broadcasting from the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Here's Jason Walker. Yo, happy Monday. It is the Jason Walker show yes my voice is kind of back uh missed the last couple of weeks because of no voice and uh was also quarantined in my house in my son's old bedroom so i'll explain that in a second um but uh yeah the voice is kind of back so we're gonna start doing shows again appreciate uh, those who uh messaged tweeted facebooked everything that uh asking how we were doing and uh we are back and it's looking to be um a great week of shows. We've got some great people already tuned in, um, ready to go. So bear with the voice, and uh, we'll, we'll have uh, we'll have fun today. Uh, got got the tea, got the lemon, the honey, and uh, got the water. Got everything. Been doing it for uh, forever now. But uh, welcome back into uh, the Jason Walker Show, presented by uh, us inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Uh, Commissioner of the Frontier Conference, Kent Paulson, will join us coming up today. That is because uh, the Frontier came out with some news over the weekend, and uh, on Friday night, actually, uh, that they're going to continue ahead with the football season. And we're going to talk to uh, Commissioner Paulson about that coming up here in about 15 minutes or so. Also, uh, we got some uh, COVID updates from across the country. The Pac-12 players uh, saying a bunch of them that they're not going to play. And uh, we'll talk about that. Indiana has a story about a football player and COVID that I want to mention. State Legion's coming up this week for A and AA. The A is going to be in Lewistown, the AA in Billings. It was supposed to be in Helena. City County Health Department said nope. And so they had to move it to uh, Billings to the hotbed of COVID in the state of Montana, which makes uh, no sense. But we'll talk about that. In fact, tomorrow... Uh, John Burnett will join us, the head coach of the Helena Senators, the second-place team in the uh, AA. So we'll uh, talk to Coach Burnett tomorrow uh, about the uh, the AA ba- uh, baseball tournament. We have uh, Auto Concepts Performance of the Week coming up and a whole lot more here on uh, the Jason Walker Show. So, yes, we are back. The voice is kind of back. Um, and I tested negative, negative for COVID twice. So here's the rundown. We did a show on July 17th. Had Kevin Flato in studio. He was great. We talked about stuff the envelope. Uh, normally stuff the bus, but stuff the envelope. You still, by the way, this week can get to Valley Bank uh, in uh, Helena and uh, help out with uh, school uh, products, school equipment, school everything for, uh, for kids coming up um, this school year, if there's going to be a school year. But uh, So that was on July 17th. Played in a golf tournament on the 18th and 19th. On the 18th, we started losing my voice. Uh, we played in the Disabled American Vets, the DAV. It was a great time. 
And on Sunday, I absolutely had no voice on the uh, the 19th of the golf tournament. Absolutely none. But it was cool because Saturday night, the night before, I was doing movie trailer voices because my voice was really deep, like in a world. It was really cool. And I thought, man, this would be awesome to have this voice. And then I didn't have any voice from the 19th until this last Friday, the 31st. So almost two full weeks of no voice whatsoever. And I'm sure a lot of you were happy about that. I'm, I'm really I'm sure about that. But uh, the wife probably loved it too. And before I continue, I have to give all the props in the world to my wife and to uh, my two-year-old because they took care of me the last two weeks. Hot tea, the lemon, the I mean, food, it, it, whatever I need. Because I was quarantined. Because I went on the 20th to urgent care, got the COVID test. And because uh, I had a cough, I had, you know, sniffles, I had all sorts of stuff. And they took the COVID test and said, you're, you're quarantined for the next 14 days. So, okay. Um, nothing got better. Didn't hear of my, my COVID test. So this is the, the week of the 20th of July. The 26th went back to urgent care because it wasn't getting better. Found out I had a double ear infection. And um, plus the sore throat, plus the no voice. So they put me on a couple of different meds. And the voice started to come back on the 31st. Um, your infection apparently has gone away after the, thanks to uh, the meds. Yesterday, woke up in the morning, still quarantined, by the way, in my son's old bedroom. And I got to tell you, I didn't feel good yesterday. I was sweating. I had chills. I'm cold, but I'm sweating like it's you know 150 degrees. Went back to urgent care. They did some blood tests. They sent me to the ER yesterday. Did another COVID test. Um, both those tests, by the way, came back negative. Yesterday's test came back today. The 20th came back like yesterday or today. It's ridiculous. It took two weeks for a COVID test in the state of Montana in the United States of America. It's absolutely ridiculous that COVID tests take that long. But I digress. I still don't know what I have virus-wise other than um, a bad throat. <laughs> but uh, So we're gonna, we got the tea, like I said. You're gonna, I'm going to take breaks to sip the tea as we keep going here. But, uh, so both COVID tests were negative. And I got to tell you, being in quarantine, it wasn't, I, I mean, it wasn't exactly terrible. Don't let the wife hear that. Um, but it sucked because I couldn't hug my little girl. I couldn't you know, hang out with her. I couldn't go outside with her. I couldn't go for walks. And like I said, God bless my wife. She did a fantastic job of taking care of me for two weeks. Um, the mask into the, I mean, it was, it, it sucked. Quarantine sucked. And I got to tell you the way I felt for two weeks and now knowing that it wasn't COVID, it's great. But I can't imagine feeling like I did and having COVID. And it, it changed my mind a little bit about what, not entirely, because you know me, I've been saying we can overreact and think the worst at the same time and still be concerned. But COVID is, is legit, man, and I don't have it, but I had every symptom. And the way I felt for two weeks and still a little bit today, take this for, take this for real, man. And the only thing, aside from the tests, that... You know, I don't have pneumonia. I don't have mono. 
They came out, they took a bunch of x-rays yesterday. My chest is fine, my lungs are fine, but they still don't know what I have. And we've got a story about COVID, a high school football player, now in college, coming up a little bit later on in the show today. And it's absolutely, the way I felt, I wouldn't wish this on many people. I mean, I had I had legit influenza A last year. In 2019, we, uh, myself and a bunch of the Carroll men's basketball players all got it. We all flu shots. We still got influenza A. And there's a difference between the flu and influenza. And when you, when you have legit influenza, it, you'll know it. You'll know the difference. But I wasn't this sick last year with influenza as I was the last couple of weeks. COVID's legit. And I, like I said, I don't have it. But I had every symptom. And the way I felt for two weeks, absolutely insane. And I seriously would not wish it on anybody other than a few people. And I know that's mean to say, but it's true. Um, but I got it. it. It's nuts, man. Take this, take this for real. And I, I, I can't imagine those who actually do have COVID, what they go through. And again, I don't have it, which is great. So that's awesome. But uh, hopefully we figure out what I do have coming up. But you're stuck with this voice for as long as we move forward. Um, Hot tea and lemon is my friend. It has been. The wife makes it really well. I taught her how a couple years ago. But um, I kind of like the voice. I'm not going to lie. And like I said, I played with it on Saturday night on the 18th uh, when I first started getting sick and losing my voice. It was um, it was pretty cool. I sent some stuff to Flint Rasmussen. I haven't heard it yet, but I was like, hey, man, if you need if you need anybody to voice your stuff, let me know. Because I had that, like, you know those movie trailer guys? Like Don LaFontaine. He passed away a few years ago, but he had the best. It was in a world where two daughters, 20 years apart, hang, you know, that, oh, it was so awesome. So it probably didn't help that <laughs> I lost my voice doing all the practicing of that, but anyway, thank you to my wife and to uh, the little one for helping take care of me the last couple of weeks. And thanks to you guys for uh, sticking with me. And uh, regardless of what some people want to say on the Twitter, um, publicly and privately, um, I have a great fan base. I have great followers and, uh, you guys are the best. And, uh, we're going to have uh, Frontier Conference Commissioner Kent Paulson coming up next. Just got a tweet um, from our, our buddy Steven said, just call him the commish. <laughs> no need for anything other than that. Uh, he is the commish. He is uh, uh, Kent Paulson, and he will join us when we come back. Don't forget, we have On This Day in History coming up. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the state baseball tournaments for Legion A and AA. We've got our auto concepts performance of the week. We've got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about here on a Monday the Jason Walker Show, back inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave, and we're coming right back. Stick with us. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. 
Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. Mark has been shooting beautiful photos all across the Treasure State from rodeos to portraits and would love to work with you. Visit MarkLaRoePhotography.com to see many masterpieces of his work. Then give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot. Or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces, stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. Mark LaRoe, photography.com. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm Agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. I'm done with this. Thinking about trying something new? The Montana Air National Guard has so many exciting career fields to choose from. Many that can open up opportunities in your civilian life. The best part? You'll be getting paid to learn a new trade skill right here at home. What are you waiting for? Let's get you in school and get you paid. Contact Leek Fecto at 406-788-8962. Dinner's Done Right is open and ready for you to stop in and stock up for the summer. How does a Big Sky Flank Steak sound or a Sage Roasted Pork Loin? June's menu also includes a Parmesan tilapia and a variety of fantastic chicken cuisines and more. And if that's not enough, Dinner's Done Right's Grab and Go Soup Salad and Nacho Bar is back as well, with one exception. The delightful staff now will make it for you. And don't forget, deliveries to Bozeman and Great Falls on select days. Stop in at 1212 Cedar Street in Helena or visit dinnersdoneright.com. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Uh, welcome back on a Monday, Jason Walker Show, the first Monday of August. It is birthday month, by the way. 
My birthday coming up uh, August 30th. The same birthday as one of Coach uh, Lindsey Gustafson's kids on the uh, 30th of August. Remember we talked to Coach Gustafson back in uh, July about her induction into the North Dakota State Athletics Hall of Fame coming up. Lindsey Graham Gustafson. Uh, we are still working on getting uh, Kent Paulson on the phone. The commissioner of the Frontier Conference came out with some news last week that they're going to continue their seasons as planned with the exception of volleyball, which we don't know about. We haven't heard about volleyball's plans yet. But uh, working on uh, getting the commish. And hopefully he'll uh, give us a call back. So in the meantime, before we get uh, the commissioner on, uh, the state AA Legion tournament's coming up this weekend. Don't forget we have our auto concepts performance of the week on the way. Got the state AA uh, having moved from Helena to Billings um, because um, city county health department in uh, in the Queen City said no. They didn't like the plan that the Helena senators put forth. We will talk to John Burnett tomorrow, the Helena senators um, coach, because it's going to be, um, well, it's a state tournament, and Helena's got a good chance of winning state. Split with Bozeman yesterday. But uh, we'll talk to the co- coach tomorrow, uh, not only about their chances for uh, state, but also why it was moved from Helena to Billings and why the city county health department said no to Helena and their plan. And which is interesting. We saw this in Missoula a couple of times, both in May and then again in uh, July or late June, early July with a couple of tournaments. And the Mavs gotten hosed by their city county health department. But um, it's uh, it's crazy. It definitely is. And, you know, like I said, I don't have COVID. I got tested twice in the last couple of weeks. Both came back negative, but it's real, man. And we're going to talk a lot about it. And I haven't, you know, I've not shied away from my feelings at all about COVID. And some of you have agreed. Some of you have disagreed. We've reached, you know, decisions to talk together about it um, and talk peacefully about it. But, I mean, let's be honest. It, nobody knows enough. You know, and I, there was a, um, a tweet today that came out um, from Sam Bloom, who covers, or Blum, covers uh, the Texas Rangers and uh, SMU down in uh, in Texas. And he, he shared a Facebook post from a lady named uh, Debbie Rucker. Her son is a freshman at Indiana. And this is what it says, and I'll quote it. My son was negative, so her son's a freshman for Indiana football. Um, Brady. So here's the here's the quote. Here's the Facebook message. Uh, my son was negative when he got tested at the beginning of volunteer workouts. Within three weeks, he and multiple others tested positive. His university has done everything right by shutting down workouts and retesting the whole team. Unfortunately, this virus hit my son very hard compared to most of his teammates. Here was a kid in perfect health, great physical condition, and due to the virus, ended up going to the ER because of breathing issues. After 14 days of hell, 
battling this horrible virus, his school did additional testing on all those that were positive. My son even received extra tests because he was one of the worst cases. Now we're dealing with possible heart issues. He is still experiencing additional symptoms, and his blood work is indicating additional problems. Bottom line, even if your son's schools do everything right to protect them, they can't protect them. I pray my son recovers from this horrible virus and can lead a healthy, normal life. Football does not really matter when your child's health is in jeopardy. End quote. That's from Debbie Rucker, whose son plays football at the University of Indiana. And she said the school did everything right. And he's a 19-year-old kid who may have heart problems. Just like the kid, um, the, the Boston Red Sox player, who's missing the entire season. He had COVID a couple of months ago, but it came out that he's got myocarditis. Thanks to COVID-19. Now, we're learning more and more about this virus, but we don't know enough to be sending kids out willy-nilly to play some games this fall. And I get it. Flu is dangerous. I had influenza last year. Big difference, by the way, between influenza and flu. Influenza is dangerous. Flu is dangerous. But so is COVID. And I said it in March, and I'll say it again. Look, we just don't know enough about this 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 thing, COVID-19. We don't. And you can't be sending your kids out willy-nilly to be playing sports, whether it's high school, college, whatever. You know, I know the, the Cody night rodeos, no no uh, issues there with COVID. Um, but there was a rodeo in, was it North Dakota? Where they had an outbreak, thanks to the rodeo. Now, I'm not blaming the rodeo. People went to the rodeo, and and I've been advocating to go to rodeos all summer long. Because if we get to play baseball, then we should be able to do rodeos. But when it comes to the city-county health department moving the state tournament from Helena to Billings and moving it to the hotbed of where COVID is in the state. There are actively 559 cases of COVID in Yellowstone County. Is moving the state tournament there okay? Now, I get it. Legion hasn't had issues. But they also haven't played a state tournament. They haven't had all the teams in the one area. You know, Helena's got 67. Lewis and Clark County has 67. Confirmed cases. 130 in the Flathead. Well, you got teams coming there. Okay? We're going to talk more about that coming up. But I want to bring in our first guest on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. Live on the Jason Walker Show, it is Commissioner of the Frontier, Kent Paulson. How are you, my friend? Good, Jason. Good to hear your voice. uh, I'm glad you're uh, amongst the living. (laughs) I am amongst the living. I do not have COVID. I tested negative twice in the last couple of weeks, so that's good. Um, that's real good. Uh, but, yeah, I, I did lose my voice for a couple of weeks, and, and that, it, you know as well as anybody in this business, you need a voice. Absolutely, uh, yeah, especially if you're uh, if you're a good radio announcer like yourself. That's uh, <laughs> kind of an important, important piece. You know, I'm, commissioner doesn't really need the voice. You know, I, 
uh, you know, my my wife kind of acts as the, as a spokesman for us, and so I don't need a voice. But 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 you you need a voice. Well, I, it's kind of back. I'm running with it as much as I can today, and uh, appreciate. It. How's your summer been, uh, Commissioner Paulson? It's been great. It's been great. I've uh, been busy. Um, you know, uh, if, if there is a little bit of time uh, where you can kind of catch your breath between uh, athletic years, normally a little bit of time in May, and then of course uh, June we have our our summer meetings uh, normally in person. This year by virtual. Uh, and then July, July was always uh, time to get together with the kids over the forest and kind of catch your breath, and then uh, begin uh, begin the process with our our uh, meetings uh, that we had in conjunction with the coaches clinic. And this year, that all got turned upside down. And I, I will tell you that I've been in, living in front of a, a Zoom call, <laughs> and it's been it's been a little busier, but. We're gonna we're gonna make it. You know what? This time next year, we're gonna be sitting back, going, "Wow, how did how did that, how did we do that?" The organization must have been pretty special to be able to pull through that, and our our good institutions uh, getting the kids back to classes, and you know, uh, there's gonna be a renewed interest in uh, students in school, uh, coaches coaching, athletes playing, commissioners. Uh, we're, we're, we're all yearning to get back, certainly, to the way it was. And sometimes we didn't appreciate that. And I think there's going to be a, a real appreciation. Wouldn't you agree, Jason? I think so. And, and you know, I, I, I've been very vocal since March as Commissioner Kent Paulson joins us, both the fact that we can overreact to this virus, but at the same time still be concerned. And i got to tell you, the last two weeks, and, again, I don't have it, but the last two weeks has really opened my eyes to the to how dangerous this could be. And it's not just that I lost my voice. It's the fact that I was super supremely sick for the last 17 days. And, you know, I don't have COVID, but we don't know what it is. And, and you know, I've been very vocal that how can we send kids out not knowing enough about this virus, whether, you know, they're healthy or not, they still can get major, major lung or heart problems. And I know the Frontier has done everything possible to – to plan for this, and and you're going to try to have a season. But when you look at the health, how much concern do you have for the student-athletes? At the very top of our list, Jason, and what you said uh, certainly resonates. Uh, you have a real appreciation for all of the people in the world that are uh, that are really suffering and families that are suffering. And uh, it is. It's, a, it's an invisible disease. Um, we... Uh, I, I guess the the whole premise uh, of which we've been operating on is, is that we're we're trying to get to the best, but we we also understand what could be the worst, and uh, we don't want to put anybody in peril. But at the same time, in the spirit of of what we do for a living, and that is to uh, think optimistically and and provide the athletic opportunity for the student athlete, provide the education. You have no choice but to, uh, again, plan for the positive, and we, we fully know. I mean, I, I said one day, and I say this a bit tongue-in-cheek, but I may very well be more involved this fall with rescheduling events around uh, various county uh, health departments, decrees. Uh, certainly, uh, we know that even in Montana, things in every county are not at the same level, and so we may tap dance around uh, scheduling things just 
like in a normal year, I'm dealing with targeting calls uh, following football games. Uh, that that may take second place to us trying to uh, truly get an event off. But uh, I think we'd be we'd be damned for not trying. Uh, I, I think that um, I think that you have to you have to try to provide the opportunity in a safe fashion. And and believe me. We're smart enough to know that if we need to pump the brakes and uh, we need to do things in a, in, a, in a safe fashion, we are not going to put our coaches, our student-athletes, our spectators, our communities in any kind of uh, dangerous situation. But at the same time, part of our health, Jason, is looking forward to that Saturday afternoon football game and that, uh, that volleyball match. I mean, there's, there's the mental side of this as well where we're geared as a society to uh to love sports and our fall sports really kick off what is always a, a great year so mm. it's kind of that balancing act where you you try to at least provide the platform in which to be positive commissioner of the frontier camp Paulson joining us here jason walker show um with there's a lot of talk about how to do testing with you know, student athletes and, and, and just students in general when they come back to campus. And the Frontier can't afford it. The NAI can't afford all the testing that a lot of these bigger schools are going to be able to do, like the SEC. So how do you test these student athletes that come back? And how do you test before mat or a match or a game and, and the testing afterwards? What's the protocol there for testing? And then if someone does test positive on a team, What's the protocol after that? Well, I think you hit it on the head, uh, Jason. You know, you looked at the, the Power Five conferences. Uh, most of them dumped the non-conference games, and it wasn't that they were unwilling to pay the guarantees and so on. You know, uh, Montana State was supposed to play Utah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the the list goes on. I think what the real issue was is, is that the – Power five conferences, just like you said, have the resources in which to check literally daily. Uh, and they didn't want to risk a, a smaller organization, uh, coming in and maybe unknowingly having some asymptomatic uh, student athletes and then, and then developing a problem that didn't need to be. At our level, uh, we have to work in tandem with our local uh, our, our community health people are going out of their way uh, to make it uh, so that our various campuses, so we can we can test in a uh, in a uh, economical way. Uh, because yes, you're exactly right. Just just to have our students tested when they come back to school August 15th prior to, and just just to test before the first contest, that doesn't ensure then from that point forward you you have to have a, a regimen and we're going to lean on our our community health uh, we're going to work in tandem as our news release last wednesday said uh, we're going to take the very best advice from the cdc at the national level and darn it we're uh, we're hoping that we're working towards the positive end of this and of course we all know that's the vaccine but in the meantime uh, we're going to test at every available opportunity that fits within our budget, and we're going to do it conference-wide so that both teams lining up can be assured that we're not <laughs> we're not trying to beat them on the scoreboard only. We're trying to 
keep each other healthy so we can have a we can have a contest. So there's going to be some work in tandem. And you know, people have asked me what are some good things that possibly could come about on this. And certainly, one of the things is that it opens up even greater communication amongst our institutions, and and uh, it gets people working together because after all, win or lose on the scoreboard, this is all about the opportunity for our student athletes to compete. And there's that one, there's that one opening in their life that they reach this point where they're good enough to be recruited. They're good enough to play. And, uh, don't we just love as fans watching them play. And uh, so we want to make sure that we're doing everything we can to keep them safe. Uh, Commissioner Paulson, you, you, you talked about the, the, the talking between institutions. We know, especially during football season, when the two deeps come out, coaches aren't generally always um, forthright when it comes to who's injured, who's not, who's playing, who's not. Um, will there be a frontier-wide um, mandate that, look, if someone has COVID or is under quarantine, that has to be reported, you know, other than, you know, we get an ankle injury, was that quarterback going to play or whatever because of, you know, a finger issue. But with COVID, this is different. You know, uh, you can't break your finger and can, and it's not contagious to another player. This is so. How will that be mandated? We're we're going to be working uh, through the certainly the the COP and CAD. We've talked a lot about what does this look like, uh, the new normal, if you will. Uh, you're exactly right. Uh, you know, a sprained finger or a sprained ankle uh, is not communicable. Mm-hmm. This this. COVID is certainly communicable, and so uh, we're going to be open, forthright. Uh, if students have to sit out, again, we're going to work with the uh, community health department in that county, and uh, we've seen it already this summer. I mean, there's been uh, Legion baseball games, for example, in one county. Uh, it was a no-go. Yep. In another county, it's a go. Look at the, the state Legion tournament. It was going to be in Lewis Clark County. It's now moving to Yellowstone County, mm-hmm. and and so we're we're gonna have, we're gonna probably have that same thing, you know, where uh, where a Montana Tech is gonna be playing at Carroll College, and one county uh, is a go, the other is not. Maybe the game was uh, supposed to be scheduled at the is not. We may have to move it. Uh, we we're gonna have to be very creative. We're gonna have to be nimble. Uh, our athletic directors are going to have to work together. Um, you know, we got a little little glimpse of this, certainly not to the same degree, but we worked together, if you recall, these last two, three years with air quality issues sure. and uh, dodging uh, dodging the unforeseen. Uh, we're going we're gonna to continue to work together and make this work. And, you know, at the end of the day, if, if our intent of a fall season turns into a, a winter or a hybrid uh, spring season, it's not a sin. We tried. It didn't work. We buy time. And uh, the whole goal is, especially for our seniors, to provide the opportunity to be educated and for them to be able to play during their senior year and, for that matter, any of the grade levels. Uh, we, 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 I guess, in a way, we didn't know what was happening to us back in March when we couldn't finish our winter season. We got a real, uh, a real uh, strong dose of reality when we had to cancel all of spring. Yeah. 
And we we sure don't want that to be the case with fall, winter, and spring this year. We're uh, we're marking time. We're working every day. Uh, we're going to make this thing work. Again, we have to be creative. We have to be flexible. Uh, but I think I think when we look back at this, we're going to realize that uh, our hard work has paid off, and that. Uh, uh, we're going to get this done. It may not. It may not happen exactly the way we have it scripted on paper, but it's uh, it's something that we're working hard to achieve. Frontier Conference Commissioner Ken Paulson, our guest here, Mike Miller, State Farm Hotline. Uh, when you look at the schedule, and obviously we don't know about volleyball yet. That's going to be announced at a later date, uh, according to the press release last Friday. And you know, the NAI moving all the 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 fall championships to the spring. Golf is really the only sport not affected by that because golf plays in the spring um, conference tournament anyway. Uh, they do have some tournaments in the fall, but that's not really uh, affected. But it does affect cross country, does affect volleyball. And with football, you know, that's the big question is we already lost Eastern Oregon, College of Idaho, and Southern Oregon in the frontier for this year until the spring. If the frontier plays its eight-game schedule as planned this fall, and then – the Frontier Conference champion has to sit and wait four or five months before you can have a, a playoff. Is that beneficial? Well, we balanced that out. It was uh, it was certainly talked about the idea of uh, if you kick the can down the road, and, and I'm certainly not faulting any of the conferences that have moved uh, to the spring initially, and then of course the championships followed. But the idea was is that uh, you need to try now, and then uh, look at the look at the whole gamut of the year as kind of a one big buy. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you start and you can't you can't complete. Let's take the eight game non conference schedule. We've we've now got by the national uh, uh, changing the championships to you know the late winter early spring. Uh, we in effect we open up November. And even early December, I mean, we've, we've had football, uh, in, uh, Montana in the first week in December in the past. Sure. Uh, not, not ideal. We have more of our uh, arenas now that have uh, all weather turf, which certainly helps. But Montanans are, uh, are pretty, uh, pretty, uh, uh, healthy, uh, and sturdy group. And, uh, we've, uh, we've braved the, Many a day, you've been there, Jason. Uh, we we know that we know that if we don't get a game for whatever reason in September, October, that we can probably utilize then some some dates now in November and early December that were tied up originally with the postseason. And so, uh, I, I don't think there's any danger really of inactivity. I think I think our schedule, you know, again, we'd have to have the head in the sand if we think that we're going to be able to pull this off uh, totally unscathed and not not have to move some things around. Um, there is a possibility, too, uh, of whoever emerges as our champion, uh, maybe they pick up a ninth game. Right now, if you recall, the NAA guidelines say that you can play a ninth game. And so maybe whoever is in uh, contention, uh, hopefully more than one team, as we always wish more, but uh, maybe, maybe as they look at Whenever the championships are set, which is going to be coming out right now, the delay, as I understand it, uh, by the NAI in terms of naming the 
the dates for these moved ball championships, they've got to go back to the sites that were awarded those. They've got to go to Grambling for football. They've got to go to Sioux City for volleyball. And they've got to see with these new readjusted dates, are those sites available? So I think, I think that's what's going on right now. It isn't, it isn't that they don't know when they want to do them. It's can we do them at those sites? Um, you know, I, uh, I kiddingly told the NAI, maybe not so kiddingly, but I told him the other day that, you know, we always move to the south in football in December because we know we're going to get better weather. Well, uh, maybe, maybe we should move to the north. In uh, in the spring and early summer, if you're going to do football in the, in June, uh, we you know we're we're a lot cooler up here than they are down in Florida. That is that is that is very <laughs> true. <laughs> that is that so, uh, is no question you know, about the, that. The, the, the commissioner always puts a plug in to get to, to get events. We we we've shown with the national women's basketball championship that we're. Uh, mm. We're pretty darn good hosts up here. Let's not forget about it. No, there's there's no doubt about that. And, and I, you know, I'm all for attempting to get a season in because it gives me something to talk about um, for my show. But um, I, I just worry about the, safe, the safety and the healthy uh, issue of the kids. Um, another question I have for you, I have a lot of questions for you, honestly, but um, how much contact did you have with Rob Cashel of the Cascade Conference? Because, as we know, they moved everything in the fall, and that includes because of the crossover and uh, you know football plays in the frontier for the Cascade, but the frontier has schools that play soccer and especially softball, but soccer in the fall in the Cascade Conference, well, now they don't get to play until the spring. Uh, how much contact have you had with uh, Commissioner Cashel, and how does that affect the schools in Montana that play soccer? Well, very much so. Uh, Rob and I talk a lot. I mean, that's that's been the uh, the milestone. Uh, we we've had communication. Uh, we we work together. You know, I think I think because of the geographic nature, uh, you know, we've got the Cal Pack, uh, we've got the GSAC in California and Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just natural that we, uh, and I, I would say that since the associative membership legislation, which, by the way, Rob and I led uh, that legislation when it came to uh, the NAI some years back, and we were able to, to uh, get that through, which has been a huge benefit to all of our conferences across the country. But Rob and I talk a lot. Um, Rob, uh, I was the former uh uh, president of the Commissioner's Association. Uh, Rob is now presently the Commissioner uh, Association president. And so uh, we, we speak we speak a lot, and we, we certainly understand that uh, when, for example, uh, like you pointed out, when the Cascade made their decision early for good reasons, um, they had more schools in that Washington-Oregon corridor that were more heavily affected than we were at that time here in Montana. Mm. But, again, you're a conference member. You do what your conference uh, is going to do. Uh, to our football situation, uh, we consider uh, the College of Idaho, Eastern Oregon, Southern Oregon, they're part of our conference. Their coaches uh, were part of our media day. They are part of our football meetings. Uh, tomorrow morning we're having our rules clinic for our uh, Football game officials virtually, they're going to be on that call. So we're, we're operating as a conference and we're certainly in support of what the Cascade is doing, just like the Cascade is in turn supporting 
what we're doing because we know that Montana, even though our numbers certainly uh, aren't, aren't anything to ignore, as we've talked about, Jason, uh, we're, we're, we're still better than what they're facing out in the Washington, Oregon, California, Arizona. And, uh, and so we, we do things for different reasons, but it doesn't mean that they're wrong or that we're right. Uh, we're simply operating on what we think are best practices given that situation for your league. And so, uh, it's a win-win. We're, we're behind each other, certainly. Uh, and uh, our football coaches and our soccer coaches have, have spoken to that. I brought this up the last month or so, and, you know, school's moving early. All the schools in Montana are starting August 17th and, 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 and all this. Here's my big concern, and I'm going to be flat-out transparent with you. As I mean, we're great friends, and I, I here's my worry. When kids come back to school, they're not coming to Rocky, Carroll, um, Tech, Western, or Northern from just Montana towns. They're coming from California, Oregon, Idaho, Washington, Idaho, um, Arizona, where there is a lot of COVID activity in those states. Those kids are now going to be coming to Montana in in two weeks, and I think we're going to have a big blow up. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But what's the contingency plan for all those kids coming? And it's not just the athletes. There are students that come from all over those states to Montana because we have great schools in the frontier. But is there a contingency plan? Because I think we're going to see a huge explosion of COVID numbers in Montana around the 1st of September when everybody comes back to campus. And, you know, Jason, I I couldn't disagree with you. I mean, if we had that crystal ball, uh, you and I would have a lot of answers. But, uh, you know, I can take I can take our area here in the Flathead Valley, which is very similar to uh, your area in uh, Lewis Clark County, certainly Gallatin County and Bozeman. Uh, if I'm playing license plate bingo in Whitefish, Montana this summer, I know I've seen all oh, 50 yeah. states. And, and so... In, a, in effect, we've had that trial run of, of people coming from other states, just like you pointed out with students coming from other states. I, th- I think our colleges, our institutions, um, we're, we're certainly working hand-in-hand with the philosophy of opening up our schools to site learning, uh, starting our athletics, uh, and, and trying to make this work. But their concern is every bit as as poignant as our concern on the athletic side. And, and so you ask about a contingency plan. I think the contingency plan probably goes like this, where uh, some classes that you can do and deliver uh, online go to that. Uh, you know, Carroll uh, College, for example, has had a huge number of students that were on campus all spring last year, even after campuses uh, closed. And they, uh, they did their very best for social distancing. They continued their studies from their dorm room. Uh, food service continued. Uh, so we've had a little bit of a trial run, but I think the next phase would probably be partial online. Uh, if it, if it went to a, the next level on the, the rung of the ladder, I think it probably goes back to online. Um, we're a business. We're just like the restaurant. We're just like the, you know, the, the various businesses on Main Street. And so we're trying to keep that business open, but in a safe manner. And we know that we're going to have to make adjustments most likely. Uh, you've seen where restaurants have closed for a quarantine period. 
we may have to shut down, and that's going to certainly affect them, the athletics piece of this. Uh, it's a mountain that's very steep to climb. Yeah. But darn it, we're, we're going to at least put our hiking boots on, and we're going we're gonna to set out on the trail to see how far hopefully we can move. And uh, I just, there's, there's part of me that just says that it's an innate piece to Montana. Not that we're daring and not that we're going to be full, uh, foolhardy, but darn it, we're going to give it a try. And uh, if we have to, uh, the safe the safe zone would be to to move it move it to a hybrid season, uh, move it to a spring season. And Jason, you know, you could ask the same question about: Is it going to be any better next spring? Yeah, nobody knows. We don't know. Nope. We don't know. Uh, and so I, I think that. I just want the people that are listening out there and, you know, the parents certainly of our college students to know that it isn't like we're on some, uh, you know, tightrope walk here that we're daring to fall off. Uh, we're simply trying our best and we're trying to be safe. We've, we've evaluated things from every angle that we know and, and, uh, you just can't be faulted for trying. Sure. Uh, but, but we're also smart enough to know that if you have to pump the brakes, we're going to do that. Let me ask you a couple final questions for uh, Commissioner Kent Paulson. Um, when you look at the schooling, it, it, let's say let's say Western has to go all online and, and Tech has to go all online, but Carroll and Northern and Rocky or, or any combination can still go to class or online plus in-person learning. Do, do Are you going to require, is the Frontier going to require that students have to be uh, student athletes have to be on campus in class learning, or the hybrid learning. What if it's all? You know what I'm saying? Like when when there was campuses were closed, there was going to be no sports. Is that going to be the same, or is that just we got to go week by week here and see how this goes? I, I think you 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 hit it exact. I mean, uh, the the COVID testing could very well throw things out of sync where one team or both teams can't play. Uh, the instructional piece is tied directly to that. I mean, <laughs> we, we, we know why we're here. It's called student athletics. Right. And if the student piece, if the student piece is not, is not allowing it because of, of the, uh, the COVID, then that's going to be one of those factors that it's going to uh, enter into, uh, to moving a game. I mean, uh, you, you know, for the very reason we talked about last spring, if you, if you don't have students online, it's, Kind of like what's happening in the, the California system. Uh, the Big Sky, I know, is going to be making a decision much like we made last Friday. They're going to have a decision that needs to be made on yep. tomorrow. Yep. And and uh, you know they're they're in a situation where they have eight states to consider. We we have three, but two of them have already made their decision. Right. So essentially, we're a, we're a, a, a pure. Montana system, if you will, for football as well as all the rest of our sports. But the the obvious to me is that what you what you said, Jason. If we can't go to class, we we can't play sports. And so that's just a number. That's just another thing that we're going to be looking at. And again, uh, we may find out real quick uh, that uh, we just have too many too many. Uh, too many things uh, facing us where this isn't going to work. It doesn't mean that we're defeated. It doesn't mean that it was a bad decision. It just means that we're smart enough to know 
that we're not going to put people in, in harm's way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we also know that we have another time in which we hopefully can make that, that same contest, uh, up. Uh, let's not forget about, uh, <laughs> we got, we got, uh, the advent of forest fires coming up here to right. stack on top of, uh, of COVID. And, uh, We've already worked around those, as I mentioned earlier in our interview, yeah. and uh, so we're gonna we're just gonna have to be very very flexible. And again, if the contest is is canceled for a multitude of reasons, it doesn't mean it's a failure. It just means that we've got to go to work to find a common date. And uh, if you have enough of them in the fall, you know automatically it's going to turn this into a. Uh, into a, uh, a combination of uh, probably late fall and spring. And, of course, the answer to all of this, we know, is a vaccine that we're all hoping for. Uh, and we can put this behind us, and and we can sit back. Like I say, we can have an interview, and I hope you call me next year this time, <laughs> where we can look back and say, man, we made it, we made it through that. I'm hoping and, I still have a show uh, by then. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's no doubt. You're going to have your voice back, and you're going to have your show. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Hey, I got I got two final questions for you, Commissioner Ken Paulson here. Um, if there is a football season, and if if it plays in its entirety in the fall, eight games, why or would that champion be cons- – I mean, without College of Idaho defending its title, is, is it kind of a – do you have to put an asterisk by it? No, uh, we've we've defined the conference, uh, you know, as as it's played out. We've defined the conference as as being played by our five teams now. Um, the ratings will continue uh, throughout, you know, the fall, winter, and spring, so to speak. Uh, the rating system is still in, intact, and. Uh, uh, we, we, we would hope then we, we're going to play for the automatic qualifier. The, the win-win of this is, is that the three schools that are part of our Frontier Conference that are hoping to play in the spring, um, there's still an avenue now that we've moved that championship to the spring. There's still an avenue for them to qualify, and to qualify, you're simply rated, and you must be in the top 20 to be considered. Right. So it's, it's possible. We know that those three schools are going to play each other home and away. So that's four games. They're probably going to be able to pick up some D2, D3. Uh, they're going to make a schedule. And, and anything I can do as commissioner to help them with that schedule, we're going to certainly do that. And, and so they have a pathway to the national championship, just like our five teams that are going to be playing for the conference. And so, you know, even though we're segmented, we're still under, we're still under the name Frontier Conference, and uh, gosh, it, it would be it would be awesome to think that we could get multiple teams in. But we're 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 still going to be granted our uh, our AQ as we refer to it, our automatic qualifier. We're going to be granted that as long as we have a team in the top twenty, uh, and more so, of course, in the top sixteen. So so that that whole template of rating is still going to go on. It's just that. Not everybody is going to be being rated, if you will, during that same time frame as we normally have in the fall because we know we've got conferences that are going to be playing in the spring as conferences. And uh, 
Well, what I thought was a, a positive of the NAI moving the championships, and we voted, by the way, as a conference to move the championships to the spring because what that did is it opened the door. There's a crack in the door now for the College of Idaho, Eastern Oregon, and Southern Oregon. And darn it, we want those those student-athletes to have that opportunity as well just because we're not doing it in a traditional fashion. Right. Uh, will fans be allowed in the stands? Or is that, I mean, obviously it's going to continue to be on the governor's phases and the city county health department, but as of right now, what's the fan situation going to look like for all the sports this fall? Well, uh, our first choice is uh, we need our fans. Uh, we not only need them as the great supporters of, of the Frontier Conference that they are, uh, but uh, we also know that you know the, the seating uh, is going to look different. Their entry into the stadium is going to look different, and you've hit it on the head, Jason. It's going to be uh, certainly mandated by where we're at, uh, by, by Governor Bullock. It's also going to be mandated again by our, our, our county health departments. Uh, first, first choice. Let's uh, let's get the fans in in the stands. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if the big sky on Tuesday says uh, we're going all to the spring, uh, I'm hoping that uh, we become a focal point of television uh, where we can provide that opportunity for people that can't or don't feel comfortable coming to the, the games to be able to watch it on TV. We have our webcasting. We have our good radio people that, uh, that fill those webcasting uh, uh, audios. Um, but uh, right now, again, our first choice would be to, to have, and that's going to vary by county. Again, yeah. we're back to, you know, maybe this school can have spectators, another school in another county can't. Um, we're going to have social distancing. You know, there's going to be a whole, whole different thing that we can put together. But you know, a football stadium is we 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 can get good spacing. I know uh, the NAI is talking about extending the sideline uh, to the 15 yard line instead of the 30 uh, on each end, so we can get groups, uh, smaller groups. Um, they're talking about restricting the number of players that can be dressed out home and away. Uh, certainly talking about a lot of uh, hygienic stations uh, that, uh, uh, that that we can keep kids even more healthy. Quite frankly, Jason, probably the healthiest part of a football game is the 22 players on the on the field. Yeah. You know, they uh, they've been tested. Uh, they're out there playing. They're uh, they're uh, they're socially distancing at least in their formation uh, to a point. Uh, they're moving around constantly. And so uh, it's probably more the sideline and the the, uh, the spectator area that's of greater concern. But our trainers have been working collectively uh, to uh, to have a, a baseline for our league so that the home and the away team uh, can know what to expect. And uh, so they, they've been working hard since March uh, as well. And so every group has been doing their part. We, we hope that the part leads to a, a positive whole. Um, I appreciate your time, and uh, you've always been uh, very honest with me, and I love it, Commissioner Camp Paulson of the Frontier Conference. Um, I, I hope everything goes off without a hitch this year, man. I, I hope that we can, can get a season in for these kids and, and for everybody. Um, I just I'd hate to be in your shoes. 
I can tell you that. I don't want to be in, in making those decisions. Um, but, man, it, you know, it's – and hey, if you go back to TV, you know, if you get a lot of – you know, I'm, I'm a free agent now, so – you know, put the word out that I can. I know the frontier. I can do games for you. Yes, you um, do. Yes, you do. And uh, well, Jesus, uh, this is my 48th year that I'm starting in uh, wow. in education and in uh, athletics. And you know, I know of no greater challenge. But I also know that uh, part of the fabric of people like me and and certainly many others is that uh, we can do. And and uh, I think that. I think that people that know me or know our coaches, our athletic directors, our presidents, uh, they wouldn't expect any different. They would, they would expect us to be trying, uh, our darndest, which we are. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's certainly uh, a lot of responsibility that goes with our decision making. But I think overall, um, this is our expectation of ourselves. And, uh, there's a lot of experience here. Uh, and it, I, I can't go so far as I, I've seen this one before. Uh, we've, we've dealt with a lot of, uh, a lot of tough, tough decisions in, in my career. Um, but we've always been able to kind of peek around the corner to see what, what's out there. And this is, this has been a, been an interesting one in the fact that you may have to peek around two or three corners. Uh, but, uh, we, we're doing what we think is right. And, uh, in our hearts, I just want our people, our parents, our student athletes to know that in our hearts, we're trying to do the very, very best thing and we're gonna, we're gonna work collectively, but we're gonna certainly, uh, work open-minded. Like I said, I appreciate the time and, uh, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you. I'll probably be talking to you in a month or so when, when football games get going and, uh, and everything's a positive. Thanks for joining us. Stay safe up there in the flathead and, uh, we'll talk to you soon. You bet, Jason. My pleasure. Always great to visit with you, and uh, and Godspeed. Get uh, get healthy, my friend. I'm working on it, sir. That is Commissioner Kent Paulson of the Frontier Conference, the Commish, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. Appreciate his time. And uh, man, yeah, uh, it, who knows what's going to happen? You know, he said it. We said it. We just don't know. We hope there's a fall sports season, but we don't know. And I, I said this, you know, in June. I said it in early July. We have we have basically three options. We're either going to not see sports at all this fall. We're going to see um, sports practices start, and then when that big blow-up comes the first part of September, everything grinds to a halt. Uh, or we're going to, I guess there's four options. Or we're going to um, complete the season, or we're going to get a couple of games in, and then there's not going to be a season. And who knows? Literally nobody knows. But I can tell you that uh, I'm wishing for the best. I am. I'm, I'm, I just don't know how we can feasibly have a sports season. I want it. I just don't know how safety-wise we can physically do it for all of our student-athletes. And, and our students, let's be honest, they're going to come back to campus too. So you got the little one laughing out here. But uh, All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back, wrap things up. Uh, as we do, we send you to a, a live look at Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, as a tropical storm or hurricane Isaias is uh, getting ready to uh, make landfall in the Carolinas tonight. We'll be right back. Wrap things up. Jason Walker Show. Stick with us. 
Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $289. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. Mark has been shooting beautiful photos all across the Treasure State, from rodeos to portraits, and would love to work with you. Visit MarkLaRoePhotography.com to see many masterpieces of his work, then give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot. Or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces, stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. Mark LaRoe, photography.com. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Final segments on the Jason Walker Show. Going a little long today. First show back in a couple of weeks after uh, being out with sickness and quarantined. I don't have COVID. Do not have COVID. So that is good. You're inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Um, gave you a live look at our Earth Cam, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. It's, uh, it's looking nasty. I don't know, is it a tropical storm now? Is it a hurricane? Category one. I don't know, one of the two, but is it a Sias? Uh, it looks like Isaiah, but a Sias, I think, making landfall tonight in the Carolinas. So take care down there. South and north. All right. Um, by the way, Mark LaRoe Photography, he put some great stuff up. He was out uh, Bob Marshall Wilderness for a couple of uh, uh, trips in July. And go to MarkLaRoePhotography.com and uh, purchase anything, and you'll get uh, 20% off and free shipping. Is that right? Do you get the free shipping? You get 20% off. But you mentioned the Jason Walker Show. 
Um, and if you book a senior portrait, he did uh, senior portraits and family portraits with uh, a couple of friends of uh, the show and saw those on Facebook over the weekend, but uh, they look good. And if you want your senior portrait or family pictures done, get a hold of Mark LaRoe Photography, MarkLaRoePhotography.com. And we've talked about this picture. Um, that was taken at uh, Ennis on July the 3rd this year uh, during the uh, uh, prayer before the uh, national anthem in uh, the NSNRA rodeo. So get that. You can purchase that. And uh, you get free 8x10, by the way, and canvas mat or canvas mat print by mentioning the Jason Walker Show. All right. Uh, we talked a little bit about the kid from Indiana, which is absolutely nuts. A 19-year-old kid from uh, Indiana football who super healthy, got COVID, and according to his mom, Debbie Rucker, uh, the kid's in the freshman Brady Feeney is a freshman offensive lineman. But he's got heart problems now after conduct, uh, contacting COVID. And he was hit hard by this virus. And the school did everything right. Everything. The mom even mentions that in her Facebook post. And I just, you look at that and I, I mean, I want, I want a fall sports season, but I don't know how we can send our kids out there not knowing enough about this virus. We just don't know. And, you know, the Frontier's planning on going ahead, and I hope it succeeds. I really do. And that sounds it sounds contradictory. It sounds flip-floppy. It's not. It's just it's you can be overcautious and overconcerned, but you can still be concerned. You can overreact and be concerned. Um. You know, there's a lot of talk about sending kids back to school, period. 260 employees in Georgia's largest school district have either been exposed or tested positive for COVID-19. And that's just, that's just, I mean, that's a lot. Think about this stuff, folks. We don't know. Uh, tomorrow on the show, we're going to talk to John Burnett, coach of the Helena Senators. They moved the AA State Legion Tournament from Helena to Billings this weekend. It starts Wednesday. The State A tournament will be played Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and uh, Sunday at Lewistown. And uh, we'll run through some of those matchups tomorrow as well. Um, and we'll talk about the Pac-12 tomorrow. A bunch of players saying they're not going to play uh, for both COVID and also um, uh, racial equality issues. They want a whole lot. They put out like 17 demands. We'll talk about that tomorrow. As well. All right, let's get to uh, On This Day in History. Oh, by the way, your Auto Concepts Performance of the Week is our two winners of uh, the East and the West uh, State Legion A titles over the weekend. So that's our Auto Concepts Performance of the Week. Congratulations. 13 St. Louis Cardinals players and staff. Eight players, five staff have tested positive for COVID. St. Louis will not play a four-game series this week. They will not play again the Cardinals until Friday. Major League Baseball has a serious issue with COVID-19. We saw the Florida Marlins, then the Phillies. There have been so many lost games already in a shortened 60-game season. How does Major League Baseball continue? It's going to be interesting. Today is uh, August the 3rd. It is National Georgia Day. It is National Grab Some Nuts Day. Take that however you want. It is also National Watermelon Day. This day in 1852, America's first intercollegiate sporting event takes place. Harvard heavyweight rowing crew beats Yale by two lengths over the course of two miles on Lake Winnipesaukee. 
1906, Washington Nationals pitcher Tom Hughes becomes the first pitcher to win a one nothing extra innings game off his own home run. 1914, Yankees catcher Les Nunemaker threw out three Detroit Tiger runners trying to steal second base in the first inning. It's the only time it's ever happened. 1921, Commissioner Kennesaw Mountain Landis gave out lifetime bans to eight Chicago White Sox players accused in the Black Sox scandal from 1919, despite their acquittal by a Chicago jury. Uh, Jesse Owens in 1936 on this date won the 100 meter in front of Adolf Hitler, the big famous race at the Berlin Olympics, first of four gold medals for Owens at the Games. 1984, speaking of the Olympics, L.A., Mary Lou Retton, perfect 10 in her final vault to win the individual all-around, becoming the first American woman to win an Olympic gymnastics medal. Uh, 1996, Andre Agassi won the men's singles title in gold tennis at the Atlanta Olympics. And 2003, British Open women's British Open, Annika Sorenstamp completed the career Grand Slam by winning by one shot over Sabri Pak. Uh, happy birthday today to uh, John T. Scopes, famous for the monkey trial in 1995 and 1900. He was born. And in uh, one death, 2008, Alexander Solzhenitsyn passed away the uh, Nobel Prize winner. And Skip Carey died in this date in 2008, the great Atlanta Braves broadcaster. All right, uh, let's get to uh, this. I miss this music, by the way. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. Uh, you know, with that music and this voice kind of flows together, right? A little 70s, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, all right, uh, the walk-off presented by Cafe Zydeco. Stop down 625 Euclid Avenue in Helena, also in Bozeman and Billings. Uh, breakfast beignets. Didn't have one until a few weeks ago. They are. I've never had a beignet until a few weeks ago. So good. So good. The wife says they're better hot. We had them kind of uh, kind of cold, but um, Cafe Zydeco. We got gifts for take this giveaway, too, coming up um, as well. All right, what did we uh, learn well, we learned that the Frontier Conference is going gonna, is gonna to try to go with seasons in both cross-country, uh, all cross-country golf, volleyball, and football. Volleyball schedule will be announced at a later date. We will find out tomorrow if there's going to be an FCS season. Possibly. Find out tomorrow. And I think Commissioner Paulson from the Frontier maybe hinted at something. Will the Big Sky move to the spring? Keep an eye on that. We'll know tomorrow. Possibly. What the Big Sky is going to do? Will there be an FCS season? What are they going to do for the playoffs? Plus, uh, found this out today. Mookie Betts from the LA Dodgers has signed a big old contract. He's missing tonight's game because he has a swollen finger. Oh, poor Mookie! How about you be a uh, bull rider? Talk about a broken or swollen finger. Yeah. Mookie, get out there and play. Suck it up. You just signed a big-ass contract. Be a man. Don't be a wuss. Special thanks to Commissioner Fred Paul, uh, Ken Paulson joining us from the frontier. I do not have COVID. I have a little bit of a voice. Tomorrow, John Burnett from the Helena Senators will join us and uh, a whole lot more. We'll see you back here at 4. 
It is the Jason Walker Show. Damn, it's good to be back. We'll see you back here tomorrow. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.